Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's December 2nd, 2021. <laughs> we have five basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by a new face here at Roto Grinders. Uh, be putting out some NFL content this week and hopefully join in some Grinders live shows. And also, uh, he'll be on the morning grind later this month as well. But I uh, got TJ Zorich. Um, he's been absolutely crushing one of the hottest DFS players in the industry right now. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Hey, how's it going, Stevie? And so I'm very thankful to be on. I've been a uh, very long time listener of, uh, of the pod. And so it feels pretty cool to be on for the first time. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. Um, I, I thought it was funny, like within the first two two or three minutes tj was like hey i've been listening for a long time i know you're gonna mess up my name so um <laughs> that that always lets me know that people have been listening for a while um so that that's like the perfect way to introduce yourself to the podcast yeah yeah not my not my first time and so i'm i'm excited to excited to be on here ready to go so we got a five game slate we got a couple teams on back-to-backs we got a lot of injury news that we're waiting on so make sure you're paying attention of news throughout the day. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that probably changes on this one. So crunch time with Roth, Meansy, and Will, 650 for premium members. Dean and Kirkwood have Grinders live today at 540 Eastern. So um, if you're not a premium member, you can check that out. So and let's jump into this one. We get started with Chicago at New York, taking on the Knicks, 213 and a half total here. Chicago, one point favorite. Cody White out, health and safety protocols, Williams out. And then on the Knicks side of things, R.J. Barrett is questionable. Let's start here 
with Chicago. Do you have any interest in the Bulls here going up against the Knicks? Yeah, a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see um, the, like the Knicks. I feel like I kind of think of them as a really elite defense that I don't like to target that that often. But this year it doesn't seem they, they haven't been holding teams to uh, they're, they're playing a bit faster. They're not uh, they're holding teams to they're not holding teams, sorry, to uh, as low of totals as they have been in the past. So it's not a team that I'd, I'd, I think I'd want to stack fully, but I'm definitely in to get a little bit of Levine, a little bit of Ball, a little bit of DeRozan, mix and match one or two of those guys into, into my lineups. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks at the start of the season, they were top five in defensive efficiency and rating, and now they're 19th, so it's changed a lot um, over the season. So, I mean, this isn't one of those spots where I'm like, oh, I can't play any Chicago. The thing with Chicago is more – just the pricing Levine's expensive DeRozan's expensive uh, Vooch is expensive so it's really tough to jump in on wanting to play these guys at these prices more than anything else but I mean raw points matters on a five-game slate I wouldn't talk you off of playing any of the big three from Chicago Lonzo I mean at 7200 no Kobe White he should play really solid minutes here and again raw points are going to matter but I think Kobe White being out potentially helps Caruso more than anyone else. I, I think Caruso at 5,200, very playable on this five-game slate. And, I mean, that's really it. I don't have a ton of interest in any of these, like, super cheap players. I think Caruso is kind of where I call it quits on the Bulls. And so I think kind of a nice way to sort of work this is I play predominantly – I play a little bit of both, but I play predominantly FanDuel. And I believe – I'm not positive, but you're you're more of a DraftKings guy, right? Yep. And so that works, that works out pretty well. One, one price that really sticks out to me on FanDuel, Zach Levine at only 7,800. Um, that's a guy I like just because he has a crazy ceiling. And it's kind of like I said earlier, I wouldn't want to be playing Ball, DeRozan, Levine in the same lineup. But these are all guys that are priced up pretty high, except for Levine on, uh, on FanDuel. And I don't mind getting to one of them because they all have pretty high ceilings. And Levine would probably be my top guy there. Vucevic was priced real low but he just had that big game and now he's up to 8,800 or something like that. I think so. Zach Levine on FanDuel would be the, the, the primary place I'd like to go. Shocking. Booch had a big game against Charlotte. Um, <laughs> big guys are just going to continue to mash Charlotte and something that we got to keep doing on um, the Knicks side of things. I mean, RJ Barrett matters, you know, this is a guy that typically plays 30 minutes a night so if he doesn't end up playing um it definitely opens up some minutes maybe for quickly and rose um i mean alec burks they seem very committed with keeping him in the rotation kimba it sounds like he's going to be out of the rotation and i mean we don't even know how much longer he'll be in a knicks jersey for what it's worth so um the knicks are interesting here and if barrett sits i think they're even more interesting in this matchup against chicago yeah, I agree completely. Emmanuel quickly played a season high in minutes last game. So if Barrett's out, I think it really opens the door for quickly for Rose, for uh, um, for uh, Alec Burks. Burks has just been absolutely smashing lately. So this is this is kind of another team like Chicago where I don't think I'd want to be playing two or three of them in the same lineup. If I do, it would maybe be quickly with one of them, with another Knicks player, just because he's so cheap. But um the three guards in this in this guard rotation, I really like for uh, for New York as long as they have this tight rotation. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. Tom Thibodeau is always someone that it feels like he's going to have tight rotations, and maybe now with like Kimba out of the rotation, we're actually going to get tight rotation Thibodeau uh, I mean so uh, this is not a spot that I don't mind playing some Knicks here um, especially if Barrett sits uh, the only guy that like I think is the biggest question mark here is Fournier uh, I think they're much likely more likely to give like Burks big minutes quickly big minutes Rose big minutes than Fournier at this point and I think Robinson is someone we can kind of monitor over the next few matchups, but uh, I mean, I think he's going to be in a rough spot here going up against Vooch and potentially getting in foul trouble. So I don't know if I want to technically go with him. So we move on. We got Milwaukee at Toronto, no total in this game. Not only is it a back-to-back for Milwaukee, there's a ton of injury news that we're waiting on on Toronto. Um, And by a ton, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is questionable. OG Birch and Goran Dragic are out. So let's start here with the Bucks. They'll be on the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, I think everyone plays. I mean, they could throw a curveball and sit some people out. We know Lopez is not going to be back. Uh, they said he's still out and definitely with the back issues. So what are we looking at here for the Bucks going into Toronto on the second end of a back-to-back? Yeah, night before, I guess we kind of have to look at it, assuming everybody's in. If Trent is out again for the Raptors, I could, and this spread ends up being a big one, I could see Milwaukee ending up resting somebody. But as it stands for me, it's basically just Giannis. Uh, he, he obviously has the arguably highest ceiling in all of fantasy basketball. Um, there's not a ton of guys I like getting to against. The Raptors are a solid defensive team, I guess potentially not as solid without OG Ananobi. But they are uh, the Bucks are a team that I probably won't get to a ton unless a, guy, a few guys are resting outside of Giannis. Yeah, I mean, I think that's most nights for the Bucks, and it's something that we consistently say on the podcast. I think Bobby Portis is always someone that's interesting in any matchup just because of the ceiling. They're definitely going to need his size in this matchup against Toronto. Toronto likes to roll out like Precious and these big guys, Siakam. So. I mean, this is should be a spot Portis plays 30-plus minutes if the game stays close, and I think it potentially stays close with Milwaukee being on the second end of a back-to-back, but Milwaukee's such a high-efficient team that you're always kind of worried a little bit about blowouts, um, but I think overall this is a matchup that stays pretty close. And on the Toronto side, I mean, with OG out, We'll have to see if Trent plays or not. That definitely matters. Um, talk to me here about the Raptors. One more quick thing to note about Milwaukee, too, that I didn't realize is Bobby Portis has kind of been perennially underpriced on FanDuel all year, and he actually has had a price drop. He's down to 6100 over there now, power forward and center eligible. So he's probably somebody that I will be getting to as well. Um on the Raptors side, obviously there's there's Svi, the value player from the other day that disappointed everyone. Um, if Trent is out, I think he is in play again. People, we can go right back to the well. Not my favorite play. Uh, the Bucks do give up quite a few three pointers, so he's a guy that's if he fits in my lineup, maybe I'll get to. But I don't think there's anybody that I'm going to be going out of my way to target that heavily because the Raptors have been missing a lot of guys for a while. And so all these players are kind of priced up for the situation. Yeah. And I mean, say he started the other night and just kind of didn't do much. You know, they didn't bring him back until late into the second quarter. He didn't get any 
fourth quarter run whatsoever. Um, they they ran a lot of Flynn to finish the game the other night um, against Memphis. So, I mean, he is a huge question mark. We know Van Vliet's going to play a ton of minutes. We can't look too much into the last game. He played 42 minutes. Um, Scotty Barnes is going to play a lot of minutes. Precious played 29 minutes. Um, I mean, they gave Boucher a little bit of run, but I think the main pieces you want to target here from Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, I know the price isn't sexy, but the the minutes, it, it, they're just going to be there. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried too much about the Memphis game for him. I think this is a spot he could bounce back big. But, I mean, Scotty Barnes, big, big matchup uh, for Scotty Barnes. And, you know, like you said, they do give up a lot of threes and, He'll shoot him. So definitely like Scotty Barnes in this spot. So absolutely. Uh, I'm not too sure yet if I'm going to be going MMEing tomorrow or just playing one lineup tonight. I played one, but uh, I bounce back and forth depending on the night. So the Raptors are a team that I'll definitely get to in a, a lot of Giannis lineups if I'm playing 150. If I'm only playing one, I'm not sure if I'll get to any of them tomorrow. Moving on, we got OKC at Memphis, 215.5 total here. Memphis, a 9.5-point favorite. Thunder are on the second end of a back-to-back. They did rule out Josh Giddy for Wednesday and Thursday, so he won't play in this game. And then on the Memphis side, Kyle Anderson, questionable. John Moran out and Williams doubtful. Um, let's start here with the Thunder. I was watching this game a little bit uh, before we got rolling here, and I mean, they're not playing bad. I mean, they really didn't miss a step. But, again, they're playing against Houston. But, I mean, Robinson Earl, Dort, SGA all played at 17 first-half minutes. Mann played 15 first-half minutes. Um, I mean, I think they run out a pretty tight rotation again in this game. And if it's able to stay close, some of these Thunder players are super interesting here. Yeah, I agree completely. And they, they seem like one of those teams right now that they're going to play a lot of guys, but it's like you said, it's tight for the amount of uh, the guys getting big minutes are, are are typically just the starters for what they're rolling right now. It'll be good to look at the rotation after today to see who is getting those bench minutes. Ty Jerome, I think, is playing the most bench minutes of the of the Thunder players right now, so he could potentially be a salary saver. Terrence Mann has that juicy DraftKings price or sorry, not Terrence man. Trey man has that uh, juicy draft pick Kings price. So he's definitely somebody to look at and Dort and shy. If Giddy's out again, I'm going to be all over them tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Dort, he's going to be someone that's going to see an increase in shot attempts and production just in general. But I think, you know, guys like Robinson Earl could potentially see like rebounding plus numbers. Um, when we're, when we're taking Giddy off the floor, Giddy's someone that's a very active player. Um, so when he's off the floor, we're going to see rebound increases for Baisley and Robinson Earl. So I think those guys are interesting. I think a game stack of this game makes a ton of sense. Um, whether you're running one lineup or you're mme I think this is one of those games you really want to kind of focus on because, I mean, on the Memphis side, going back to the other side of this game, there's a ton of different ways to stack on the Memphis side to run back the Thunder value um, with John Morant out. If Kyle Anderson doesn't play, that opens up some minutes. Um, good luck guessing who they're going to go to. But I said it the other day. I'm going to say it again. Triple J is one of my favorite plays on the slate. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he's going to smash in this spot. I talked about it. He had five blocks. I got a little lucky on as far as that went, but I got everything else. Like I didn't even need the five blocks for him to crush value here. 
Yeah, absolutely. I really like this as a game, uh, game stack spot as well. Tyus Jones played 34 minutes last game. He's still in a good spot. Desmond Bain smashed. Dylan Brooks smashed. Guys like Brooks and Jones, they put up a ton of stocks. And so obviously that's not something we can for sure count on again. But Brooks shot 5 of 18. Tyus Jones shot 2 of 10. So there's still so much room for positive regression for these guys from a shooting standpoint as well that I think as long as John Morant is out and then if Kyle Anderson is out as well, there's tons of opening for these guys to do well. Melton's another guy who he only played 17 minutes, but he put up 13 shots in those 17 minutes. So if Anderson's out, we can probably see him getting a few more. So I agree. I like this game a lot and I like this stack a lot. Yeah, I mean, it just... Sorry, I'm totally. I got sidetracked by Kevin Porter Jr. getting hurt. Um, That's. I was looking at the same thing. I have some really. I my lineup was going real well, and now it's just done. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean NBA is finest. So back to this game. Just On overall, the plus side, it looks like your Magic are going to beat the Nuggets. That's terrible. I bet against the Magic and they win. Um, <laughs> gotta love it. Um, to finish out this Memphis thought. One, see if Kyle Anderson plays or not, because I do think he matters. I think someone like Brandon Clark could potentially play 20 to 24 minutes in that range if Kyle Anderson doesn't end up playing. So I think it matters enough. Um, So watch that news. Um, But overall, I mean, if Steven Adams is going to get 25 minutes at 4,300, I think we at least have to consider him in this matchup. So I like this game. Definitely the game that I'm going to be targeting the most on the slate. Um, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's breaking news or anything. So um, Detroit at Phoenix, 210 total. Phoenix, a 12 and a half point favorite. Kelly Olinick remains out. Devin Booker, Kaminsky, and Sarch are out for Phoenix. Uh, so let's start here with the Detroit side. Any love here for the Pistons? Sorry about that. I lost you there for a second. No, I just said, do you have any interest in the Pistons side of this game? Pistons, not a ton. Sadiq Bay is still pretty cheap over on FanDuel. I'm double-checking, but last I, uh, he's been chilling in the lower 5K range for a while. And so as long as he's still there, yeah, he's 5,100, so he's gone down. So Sadiq Bay is a guy I still have interest in. Um, Isaiah Stewart's a guy that's probably going to have to play quite a few minutes as long as he can stay out of foul trouble. He's only 5K over there on FanDuel. So maybe a few guys I want to mix and match in there. Cade Cunningham obviously has a gigantic ceiling. Um, so a bit of mix and matching, but definitely not the same appeal as the last game. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest concern for me is Detroit's second to worse in the offensive rating and, you know, Phoenix is second best. So and I mean, Cunningham, like you said, he's just so expensive now that, you know, you could potentially run it back with Cunningham or Grant if you're going to play some Phoenix players. Um, Bay, like you said, I don't mind him. And Isaiah Stewart, I still think has a little bit of upside here at 5K. And then on the Phoenix side, I mean, Devin Booker out obviously is a huge uptick um, for production for a guy like Bridges and Paul. What are your thoughts here on Phoenix? Yeah, without Booker, I definitely have some interest. Uh, Chris Paul, 8,400 on FanDuel is a guy I'm definitely going to be getting to. Uh, Miles Bridges, he's he's so tough for me to get into lineups because he, he always looks so good on projections. 
he always has such a nice medium median projection, but unless he gets seven steals like he did the other game, which to be fair, he does every now and then he, he never really pops. So Chris Paul is definitely my favorite guy that I want to get to um, Deandre Ayton, I'll probably play a little bit, but even without Booker, this one does, I'm a little afraid that it could be a little blowouty. So the next game after this and the one before I'm going to have bigger exposure to, but I definitely like getting the some sons. Yeah. Just kind of giving it a quick look here um, with Devin Booker off the floor this season. It, Chris Paul is averaging 1.34 fantasy points per minute. Um, Cameron Payne <laughs> of all people sees a huge uptick in usage, but it, I mean, we don't really trust Cameron Payne. I don't know how many minutes he'll actually play. So I, I think that's something to kind of note. So, I, I mean, I think overall when we're looking at Phoenix, I think the ceiling plays are Aiton and Paul, um, but I don't mind Bridges. I, I think he's someone at 5,700 that could fill up the stat sheet in this game um, against this Detroit offense and might get like, this might be like a five plus steals game for Bridges. Um I just worry overall about this game staying close. Yeah. In the last two games, Bridges has 12 total stocks. <laughs> yeah, man. He is someone that can, he can fill up the stat sheet. That's for sure. And Payne's only 4,100 on DK. So I actually do like him in tournaments. I probably wouldn't play him and Paul in the same lineup, but he's a guy I like getting to in tournaments just because he has such a big ceiling. If he happens to get those minutes. All right, we finished it out with San Antonio at Portland, 214.5 total here. Portland, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Collins remains out for San Antonio. Lillard and Little are out for Portland. Powell is questionable. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Spurs? So, Fandle's finally priced up Derek White. He's been mid to low 5Ks basically all year, and so he's consistently been a good play. They finally have him up to into 7200 DeJounte Murray it's a bit of a sticker shock but the guy's just so darn good that I'm definitely going to get a little bit of DeJounte Murray but my favorite play is probably uh Keldon Johnson in the mid 5k's I mean I play DeJounte Murray I feel like more than everybody I say it all the time um I mean he's just a guy like sports books continue to put like his point prop at like 19 and I just continue to pound it and it's so successful it's crazy uh, but I, I love DeJounte Murray in any matchup. I don't mind Derek White on DraftKings at 6,300. And Podal, I think he's still someone that in this offense with this team should average a double-double most nights. Um, so, you know, those are the types of nights when if he hits a few extra buckets or fills up a couple of blocks or steals or something that, like, he'll definitely pay off the price tag. So um, the Portland side, obviously – no Lillard. We have such a small sample size with Lillard and Little off the floor together. I mean, CJ McCollum's going to shoot. He shot 26 times the other night against Detroit. There's no doubt about it. This dude's going to shoot. He's going to shoot a lot. Um, Nurkic, I mean, he didn't really shoot much, but he still kind of filled up the stat sheet the other night. And Simons, they probably didn't price him up enough. Um, had a bad shooting night and still put up 29 fantasy points. So, kind of building around those three players from Portland. Yeah. And you said it, the, these Portland guys have been priced up a bit for Dame's absence, but absolutely not enough. I want a lot of Simons. I want a lot of McCollum. I want a lot of Nurkic. I always like Nurkic in games that 
the opposing team has a center that they run out for solid minutes and the Spurs do that with Pirtle. And so I like Nurkic a lot. I like McCollum a lot. Going to get to a lot of Simons. Going to wait and see on that Powell injury. If he plays, he looks like he's good without uh, Dame Lillard there. If he doesn't, that opens up a little bit more. Um, most of my lineups tomorrow, if not all, will have a game stack of either this game or that Memphis OKC game. Yeah, I mean, those are the two games that I think a lot of people are going to target. And, I mean, it's NBA. You let other people make mistakes, and you potentially look in a, a few other places uh, to get different. But I think these are the two main games for sure. Let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. We're going to use DraftKings pricing, so I know that's your favorite. Uh, but we'll use DK pricing. Maybe next time you're on, we'll use FanDuel. I'll switch it up uh, because – I like to do that kind of thing. So favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's your cheap guy you'd really like today? Cheap guy under 5K to go 7X. I'll go Anthony Simons. He's right at 4,900. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the guy that makes the most sense under 5K. For, um, for us, or here, you go first in case you're going to pick this guy. But I got a sneaky one, too, if we want a sneakier one. No, I think I'm going to... I was kind of debating, but I think I'll go Precious. Um, I think his minutes are pretty guaranteed. He had a terrible night the other night. He got into foul trouble. He couldn't make a shot. And, I mean, that happens from time to time. It's the NBA. None of these guys are going to be perfect. So, I think this is a great bounce-back spot for him um, going up against Milwaukee. So, I'll go Precious. Nice. I like it. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your expensive player that you think will bust today? Expensive player that I think will bust. I'm going to go with Zach Levine on DK just because it's such a huge price difference. I like him on FanDuel at 7,800. I think he's heavily overpriced at 8,800 on DK. And so maybe not heavily overpriced, but just in comparison. And so I'll go with uh, Zach Levine as my bust tomorrow. I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan with Levine and Vooch healthy. I mean, DeRozan's someone that can put up 25 actual points and still bust um, at 9K. So I'll go DeMar DeRozan. Chicago, I mean, they're just a little pricey. That's the problem here. Uh, favorite 6X play. Who do you like to get 6X today? All right. I'll go with my uh, sneaky one that I was going to go with from the, the last one that I was thinking about. I'm going to go with campaign. All right. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I already said that Triple J is one of my favorite plays. I'll go with him for 6X. I love this spot for him. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. We don't have projected ownership night before, but give me, one, give me someone you think will be less than 10% owned uh, that could crush today. Less than 10% owned that can crush. If you got yours first, you can go, and I'm just ripping through this quick. I'm going to go DeJounte Murray. Uh, he's someone that never seems to get a lot of ownership and with so many great plays and his price, uh, he's like the second highest priced guy on the slate because Lillard is out. And I mean, I think this is a great spot for him. And I mean, I love DeJounte Murray. So. Yeah. I like that a lot. If do you think campaign is going to be under 10%? I think he'll be low on. I'll, if if I can do it, I'll I'll go campaign. Just looking at this DK slate, I think I may have to play a little bit tomorrow, even if it's just some kind of cash, because I'm really liking 
the pricing on some of these guys, it's, it, it, it goes pretty clear for a nice star scrubs build. We, you got a cheap Dennis Smith Jr., a cheap uh, Trey Mann, a cheap campaign, a cheap uh, Anthony Simons. I, I like some of these values on DK tomorrow. I think I might have to play. There you go. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, stack those two games we talked about: Memphis and OKC, Portland and uh, Portland and. Jeez, uh, brain farting here as we get out of here. And the Spurs, if you're doing it like most people will be, so try and find a couple small ways to get different. You don't got to make a big contrarian lineup to be different. You just got to mix and match in a couple small pieces. Um, follow me on Twitter, TJ underscore Zwarich five Z W A underscore Z W. A-R-Y-C-H. I'm Canadian, so it's Zed, so that threw me off a little bit. Stevie, <laughs> um, thanks so much for having me on, man. This was a blast. Yeah, and if you're into like comic books and um, Marvel and all that stuff, make sure you check out TJ's podcast. It's Agents of Fandom, right? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're, I'm actually going to record that right after, right after this today. I'm excited. Yeah, man. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I am not, but if you are into that kind of <laughs> stuff, check that out. Um, he tweets about that kind of stuff as well. So it's that's a gonna tough, it's a oh. tough balance to find uh, between my comic book followers and my DFS followers. I try and do a bit of both, but every time something big happens in one of them, I always know half of my followers are like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" <laughs> I mean, I see that all the time. So that's gonna wrap it up here for thursday the nfl podcast will be out today as well uh grant and i are recording around 1 30 eastern so the podcast will be posted probably around like three or four o'clock on the east coast uh friday we'll be back talking basketball hope everyone has an awesome thursday good luck we'll see you again tomorrow <laughs>